Here we go, making it happen in three, two, one. It was it's a day after a leap year here in western Pennsylvania, March first, two thousand and twenty. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's me, it's Dr. Goose, back again, cheating on my boy Fermi, but this time with an outstanding guest, also on the other side of this state. This man runs quite possibly the best bracket in the history of brackets for almost a month. His name is Brian Cimarelli. Brian, how are you doing? Uh, Goose, how are you? I am I am fantastic. I'm so happy to have you on. Um, please, th- this podcast is an informative one. Uh, just as a heads up, Brian was actually featured in the New York Times a couple years ago for his CTC. I'm going to give him the time here to tell us what does the CTC stand for and how you got it started and how you came up with the idea. Yeah, thanks. Um, it, it's weird. I mean, it was just like a family pool. CTC's Conference Tournament Challenge. Um, it was just a family pool between me, my brother, my cousin, and a couple friends we had, like, you know, back in, I guess it started in middle school, probably. Um, and it hasn't, I mean, to me, it's still just a family pool. It's just gotten a lot more people. Um, but yeah, it started probably the early to mid 90s. Um, and we, we loved the March Madness pool, obviously, as everyone does. Um, but the conference tournament seemed pretty great. And, you know, back then it was just sort of championship week in ESPN. There wasn't a big, you know, there wasn't a big to do about the conference tournaments. But we were like, well, why don't we do, you know, a Big East tournament bracket or an ACC tournament bracket? And then, so we did that one year. And then it's just sort of the next year. We just, and it was all on paper, you know. It was, um, so it just evolved into that. And then, we started to say, well, why wouldn't we do all of them since this is fun? Uh, but why would the, you know, Atlantic Sun be worth the same as the ACC? So we started to have multipliers. It started to get like pretty complicated or whatever. Um, we gave it a break as we all sort of went to college and did our thing. Um, and then about 2008, we wanted to get it back up and running, and and it just sort of blew up from there. So. With the addition, you know, the ability to, you know, back in the 90s, we weren't emailing each other. You know, we didn't have email or anything. We didn't, I didn't have Excel spreadsheet or anything. So, um, but in 2008, we started up again with, you know, over the internet with Excel spreadsheets, and it made it sort of just blow up. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I got a hold of it from a friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> and it's, it's unbelievable. I don't think I can express how much this thing is is like you're the you're the master of your domain like and this is not a joke like i i don't if if you had a lineup of me and you standing in front of each other we wouldn't be able to pick each other out you know what i mean like i i don't even know what you look like i just know you give the countdown and you're like it's coming people like here we go because what's not being explained and just get just give me a second because i'm I'm talking about how, how this has grown and evolved since day one you give without a doubt the best conference breakdowns tournament to tournament player to player that i've ever seen i, I mean that's how do you do it it's gotta crush you for three weeks it does it um it's i've explained it to people and it, again it's very strange to me because yeah i mean these are all it's, it's weird to me still that there are even people that i don't know in this and there's people that i don't know the people that they know, the people that they know that got into it, which is very weird to me. 
Um, cause to me, it's still sort of just like, Hey, it's me and my buddies do this pool. Um, but to your question, and I've explained it this way before. I don't know if people ask this, you know, some people like, yeah, I'm 40 years old. Right. And I want to, I, I still sort of fashion myself as like someone who can still do stuff. You know, there's maybe some midlife crisis. I don't know, but I still like, um, some people, I always say some people run marathons, you know, some people climb mountains just to prove they still got it. I think I just kind of say for two weeks every year, let me see if I can still do this, you know, and it, it's come from, you know, being just me, then my wife and me. Now I have two little kids and I've, I've always promised myself that I would never let the, this work get in the way of, you know, the work that pays the bills. Right. And most importantly, the family. And it still hasn't. Like, I, if you had told me five years ago I'd have two kids and a full-time job that gets busier each year and I'd still be doing it, I'd probably say you're crazy. But um, every year I say this might be the last because I don't think I'll be able to do it. But I, so I, don't, know, I don't know, man. It's like running the marathon or climbing the mountain. Me, I write up 300 basketball games. I don't... I don't it's insane. It's in, you, you can't... You can't... Like, we're talking about, like, Fermi and I. Like, I don't... Do you know Jeremy? I don't. Okay. I don't. So he's. I. I, it, I don't even think it was him. I think it was Strip Matter. Do you know Strip Matter? I. I know. So. So one. I have a, I'm really good friends with a guy named Ryan Doherty, who knows Strip Matter. So that's how he got in. Okay. He was the one who introduced it to me, and then I, I don't know. I'm assuming that he got it to Fermi. The Fermi does the podcast with me. Fermi does these amazing college football write-ups. And, you know, when he and I talk throughout the course of the week, I mean, we're talking about days worth of, man, you know, what are we picking? We're picking three picks, maybe four or five picks, college football. We like to give the spread lines over and under, sometimes a couple money lines. But, I mean, we're looking at a whole week's worth of work. These conference tournaments are back-to-back jacks. I mean, they just go. And for you to be able to find the time to write, like, I appreciate, I'm 35, you're 40, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I have come to the point where I appreciate craft. And so I have to say that this is a craft and that I am in awe. Like you, it's like your analogy or metaphor, whichever one, I mean, I only have a PhD. I don't know. So whichever one it is, your, your reference to this is a marathon for me. This is, this is the people who climb the rocks or whatever they travel. Like you find the time and your passion for, I mean, this is why it's gotten to this point, in my opinion. Like this is this is not something you promoted on like Facebook or Twitter or or other, any other social media platform. It's not fake. This is you've never not paid. You know what I mean? You you pay on the way in or you're not in. Like you make it clear. You split it. You know I mean? you don't even take a rake. Like you just do it. That's it. It's your thing. It's unbelievable. You do it for people for fun. People do it as you call it for shekels, which I appreciate. Like that makes me happy. It's it's. It's just impressive, Brian, but there's got to be, like, briefly break down your process of, of how you break it down. Are you watching college? Are you that big of a college basketball fanatic that you watch this all year and you're like, I know these guys, this is it. Like, I don't know how I know these guys, I just know from watching. You know what I mean? Like, or is it a crunch time? Is it like, oh man, here it comes, January 1st. I got to start getting in my processes. We're hitting conference play now in college basketball. Now I got to get ready. What's 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 your what's your prep work, and then what's your process heading into these next two weeks? It's it's a good question. So yes to the question of I'm a big college basketball fan. It's um, I, I'm pretty obsessive about everything I do. Um, so I think college basketball is a pretty healthy obsession. Yes. 
Um, so compared to other things it could have been or whatever, but, um, so yes, to answer your question, I do watch a lot of college basketball. I'm, I guess it's, it's more, I mean, it's, I'm not really a talk about myself kind of person, but I guess it kind of, this is a whole sort of a, a view into who I am. Yeah. That's kind of the point of you being on so that you could talk about yourself. (laughs) I know, I know. It's, It's weird for me. So I apologize. Um, but so I think that I just, from the day I can remember, I thought the worst thing I do, I try to, like, I don't like to do one thing at a time. Um, you know, my podcasts are on two times speed. Um, it's just sort of, my brother always says, I don't understand how many hours in, are in his day because it's not 24. Um, and that's not to, you know, to my own horn. I'm not, like, out here curing cancer or anything. But um, I tend to work very efficiently in whatever I do. I tend to maximize every minute of my time. Um so first of all, that sort of it allows me to watch a lot of college basketball. <laughs> so everything's on DVR. I never watch commercials. I'm famous for not watching free throws. Um, it's kind of a ritual. <laughs> where like, if the clock's not running, I'm not watching it. So I mean, I can you know bang out a game in 40 minutes, right? It's a 40 minute game. Um, <laughs> so my son, my six year old son, is actually funny because he sees anytime a game gets past like 10. If someone leaves by 10, he's like, Daddy, aren't we going to fast-forward this? <laughs> you know, why are we watching a game that's more than 10 um, when you have a DVR full of other games? So to your question, do I watch a lot of college basketball? The answer is clearly yes. Um, but it's also – so some of the write-ups, like, I mean, I watched, you know, a bunch of the major conference teams, some of the really good mid-majors. I watch a lot of mid-majors. I can write them up pretty easily. But So it's kind of a combination of both. So I'm ready for it when it comes because I've watched a bunch. But – I mean, I've never, I haven't watched a North Alabama game or, you know, a, a Holy Cross game this year. So I, so it's a combination of, I've sort of made the efficiencies to how I figure out who these teams are with also having watched most of them, excuse me, or a lot of them. So, <clears throat> and then it's the efficiencies created in having done this every year. Like I have a whole bunch of stuff already written up, um, ready to go. I have the whole, the scoring spreadsheet is... Um, totally streamlined because I know that once it started, I guess, last night when the brackets were finalized till two weeks from now, it's going to be, um, you know, go time as you, as you explained it. Right. So everything is streamlined and that's why you'll see the entry, the entry sheets that I send out. I'm like, I made it as easy for you as possible. And that's not, and I love you guys and all and everyone in it, but it's really for me because if I make them complicated, I'm going to get more questions and I don't have time to answer questions. Right. <laughs> you know? And right. So, yeah, I just make picks. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just talking. Look, I, I read your previews and then I start gambling. That's the God, God's honest truth. I, uh, because you know, back in the, back in the day when, you know, you had to bet through like, you know, you know, a serious bookie, like before everything got online and everything like that. Like I would send these games in and I, and I would send something from an obscure conference and they're like, dude, seriously, what, what, <laughs> like, Who's your guy? Like, do you have someone at this game? Like, do you know someone on this team? I'm like, no, I can send you the pre. Like, I would recommend to people, even giving it, and we'll give you them. If you're okay with it, I'll put it in the link, like your email. Like, if someone wants to reach out and and, and join it, if that's okay with you, um, you know, like one of those things where, you know, like it's worth it for the previews. Like, yeah, it's, people it, told me that. Yeah, it's worth it because I feel like going into Mario. 
where we buy teams and we're trying to sometimes look at those 11 through 14 seeds to say, okay, who's got the most value? Who can get one win to get us our money back and potentially get two? And sometimes I will go back to your actual documents that you send, your previews, and be like, dude, this team blows. Like the the fact that they got through this tournament, they should have never, trust me, I got a guy who knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just who you are now. Once you get into, obviously, the bigger conferences, it's got to ease up because those are pretty mainstream. Yeah, I mean, those are certainly a lot easier to write on, I guess. Um, but yes, those are a lot easier to write um, because I've watched, you know, I've seen Creighton play 15 times. Yeah, I've seen whatever. Um, so, yeah, those are a lot easier to write. How did there's the, also a lot more tournaments. How did the how did the New York Times get a hold of you, and what, what was that like? Um, it was weird. Like I said, I'm not a self-promotion kind of guy, so it was I was apprehensive i'm like well you know i don't have time for this <laughs> um but no the uh one of the guys in it so i used to work with one of the guys in it who his name's alexi he was um a really good dude i've worked with him played a lot of tennis with him um his friend loves college basketball and was in it and that guy's friend is a writer for the new york times and was writing up a, an article on you know uh marsh madness pools and whatever and he just happened to talk to this guy teddy who said you know i'm in this pool this before the march madness and the guy and he started explaining to him the guy's like well can i call him and he's like sure i guess so he just got me in touch and i talked to the guy for an hour or so and next thing i know there's an article about it it's i mean it's all really weird like like i, like I still feel like it's me and my brother and my cousin on the third floor, like doing it with like graph paper. Right. So, but, but did you, now I remember talking to you after that, after that article came out, cause someone sent it out. Did you, mm-hmm. did you do what I said? Cause I remember emailing you like, you should get this printed out and framed. <laughs> I, you're right. I should. I, it's still, I still have the link saved. It's still on one of my tabs on my phone in case I ever want to like. You should go. You should order one of those back copies, man. I'm telling you, like, as someone and, and I, you're and, and I'm not like that. I understand what you're like. I'm all for you know. There's a difference between being honored and humbled, and so like you know, yeah. for, for to, to to be humbled by the fact that like you know you had success. That's not humbled. It's it's an honor to have that. And and people can say what they like, want. Fake news. You know what I mean? Like the New York <laughs> Times. But but you know, put, <laughs> correct, correct. But put that put that sucker on the wall because. Like like I had said, you know, you're 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 allowed to take a step back, and if anything, to to really truly appreciate because I you know the work that you've put into this, you know, there are people that would would have done a lot less and expected a lot more, and for you to for you to do what you've done, man, it's it's impressive to say the least, and to get that kind of article, like no offense. That, that's no that's no tribune review you know what i mean like that's yeah. that's that's not that's world you know what i mean for people to see that it's just awesome i mean to be honest if it wasn't you know the the new york times which is i mean political whatever's aside it is the bastion of of media correct print media in the history of the world so um yeah so it was it was it was it was something now, um, obviously, you have to. Pref- I appreciate what you say. Uh, well, obviously, you have to prefer the your CTC to March Madness. Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. Do you do March a bracket? Uh, I, I have to. I like. I mean, it's kind. Of, I've always said like the the bracket pool, and then like even fantasy football to a certain extent is kind of like the the male version of like a, a bridal shower. Right. Like, <laughs> I I got to do it because I'm a dude. Like, I, would I be a dude if I didn't have a bracket? Um. But it's not anything I'm like, 
I mean, it's so simple. It's it's so luck. Like I don't think, and that's what I've tried to design. And again, like I appreciate all all the compliments and like I've tried to design this as as I do other pool, but like especially this pool, like I try to design it as a combination between incredibly complex and complicated, so that if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to win. Um, but also completely balance that with really ease of doing it so that it's not hard to do. Like those I think are the real sweet spot in like gambling pools and pool, like sports pools like this, where it's like you, you could take, you could do it in five minutes, but every minute you spend after that increases your chances of winning to, you know, to the nth degree, like in perpetuity. So if you spent 10 hours on this, you'd probably be better than if you spent nine hours but you could do it in five minutes and to- be totally fine. You know, I think that, I don't know. Those are the, the, and I think this has hit the sweet spot in that. And I, I think the bracket pool is just, why would you spend more than five minutes doing a bracket pool? I just you think know? the way that you project the winners of the conferences, like you treat each human being that's in it like they're their own team. Like, oh man, if Goose comes through and gets two semifinal wins in a row and Los or whoever the guy that continues to win this thing, like if this guy comes through and we have three guys that could have a tie, but if this person wins this one, like it's an under, like you lay out every single thing. Like who's got all the number ones, twos, threes, fours, all the way down. Like, you know, Goose has the eighth seed Campbell in this bracket and it's, if Campbell comes through and then like when, when one of those seeds upsets, it's like he's on the golden track like he's going it's just it's awesome you know what i mean like now we are talking on a gambling podcast so my my i have to come at you as far as what's your favorite conferences in in the entire ncaa division one basketball like give me your three or four conferences small ball like and then we'll get to the big ones that you're like man i just love watching these conferences um i watch as much like probably probably colonial of the small conferences i think the colonial and the Patriot, and it's also fully dependent on what I can get on my cable package. Like, I would love to watch the Big West, but I can't get it. Um, I know it's probably a sentence no one's ever said before. Um, <laughs> Man, which one's the Big West? The Big West, is that, is that Montana? It's, it's got all the Cal State teams. Oh, the Big Sky, that, that one's really good. The too. Big Sky, oh, that's the Big Sky, yeah. Okay, like, oh, that's Cal State, Fulton, Burton, or the whole nine, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Missouri Valley is probably the <clears throat> the flagship of the mid-majors. It's great basketball. It's mostly juniors and seniors um, that have played together. And, I mean, not that I'm some, you know, incredible X's and O's basketball guy, but I've played a lot of basketball, and, like, I've watched a lot of basketball, obviously. Um, so I like the better fundamental games. Um, I mean, I've watched the big conferences, too. They're fantastic. Um, but the, the the quality of the play when, when it's juniors and seniors, they're playing the same system for two or three years. Um the you know it's not every you know every four and five minutes is trying to shoot threes to make the nba and um the point guards aren't six six like it i i generally enjoy that basketball a little better um so yeah i think the missouri valley probably but i also don't want to watch like the meac which is just terrible basketball right um so like i think the missouri valley probably strikes that best balance that patriot league um Things like that. Yeah. Any any predictions on any conferences just off the top? Any, any any sleepers or favorites that you're like, hey, look out for this team this year or keep an eye on them? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly... I mean, I th- certainly think there are good sleepers in most conferences. I think that if you're looking for a surefire... I was thinking about this when... 
when you text me some of the questions, if there's like a, as far as favorites go to win a conference tournament, I think that Vermont's probably the best. Vermont to win the American East is probably, I was thinking about who would be my number one choice if I had to pick anybody to put money on to win their tournament, probably be Vermont. Um, they're a lot better than the rest of the conference, and the conference tournament's played on home floors, and they're the top seeds. So um, they're probably the best bet if I had any pick any team to w- definitely win the tournament i would probably take vermont nice um there's let me see scroll through a couple others um that are def- you know prohibitive favorites um i like colgate a lot in the patriot again that's a tournament's on home floors so if you're a gambling person now the odds are probably adjusting to this but um <clears throat> probably not enough i don't think the leagues like the patriot and america east the top seeds the top seeds dominate and okay it's, I mean, it's games on your home floor that matter with seniors who are potentially playing their last game. Like, are they going to lose at home? Um, that, that, and it's the last game they're going to play. These guys aren't going to the NBA. So, I mean, you know, it's it's pet, uh, put your money on the guy who has a lot to lose, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, as far as sleepers, I think, um, let's see if there are any ones that I really like. There's some, there are a couple teams, and that's the, from a gambling perspective, there are a couple teams that have had injuries that have guys coming back. I'm trying to think of a good example of that. Um, like, I like or, or teams that started slow and have been hot now, like a team like South Dakota in the Summit. Um, a team like, uh, let's see, I mean, Wofford is struggling. But they're a seven seed. If you can get value for a seven seed, you probably can't because of the name Wofford. But um, anyone in that Southern Conference is terrific. I mean, even uh, a team like Mercer um, is had an awful start, but they've had a couple guys get healthy and one guy eligible. And I mean, it's a brutal conference. They have a tough road, but I couldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they won it. So I always, I always just go with New Mexico State. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're the other. Actually, that's the other one I thought of as like a prohibitive favorite to win the conference. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 looking at Lenardi's bracket right now. While you're saying this stuff, I'm seeing a couple a couple te- a couple teams that you mentioned. Um, you know, for me, it's always been hard, like even with the Mac, like looking at the championship, how they split things up, you know, and then they come together like they have Bowling Green now in the bracket. Uh, everyone was yeah. on uh, everyone was on Buffalo for a couple years for me. I, I do still watch Texas Tech. I shake my head at them sometimes. You know, yeah. last last year they had such a great run. Um, but, you know, uh, what do you think about teams, just real quick, coming out of the bigger conferences that maybe have sealed their fate and have an early exit? I know there's stats on that, but I just want your personal thoughts on that. You mean teams that uh, like will flame out? Yes, but but they know, but they but they know that they're in the they know they're in the big dance. Oh, in the conference tournaments, you mean? Correct. Yeah, those are so hard to predict. Um, I don't know. I think. Let me think. That's a good question. Um, I think Baylor might have might have peaked. I know I've, I'm a big Baylor fan, um, but are they the number one team in the country? I don't know. Um, teams like West Virginia, I think, are on fumes. Like I would absolutely fade West Virginia if if you get that chance. I don't. Again, I don't know how the the lines makers will sort of adapt to that, but West Virginia's on fumes. Um, I'm thinking of another one. Uh, I wouldn't trust Arizona State, um, depending on where they're at. Um, I like Colorado a lot, but they've not played well. Yeah, I don't... Um, so, 
of the of the there's another one on fumes of the four of the four one seeds right now projected kansas baylor gonzaga san diego state who's your favorite out of those four uh well i think kansas is the best team in the country okay Uh, i think it's yeah i think it's pretty clear that kansas is the best team in the country in my opinion i think that they're i mean when you have probably the best guard on the floor and probably the best big man on the floor and the best defensive team in the country um with the hall of fame coach it's i mean it'd be hard for me again do you get value on betting the best the number one team um who is the value worth it i don't know but if you had put a gun to my head and said pick a team i wouldn't even think twice and pick kansas um i like gonzaga a lot too how um any thoughts of any teams just off the top of your head i know this is kind of putting you on the spot but this is usually how this thing runs any teams off the top of your head that really run fast or run slow you know what i mean that you could sit there and say hey you know what this this team it, man just keep an eye on their total they're gonna go have that kind of an in-depth information I, I don't think much about totals it's a good question though um it's more matchups i i mean like a team like Creighton i mentioned earlier i think their offense is spectacular um just the way mcdermott's system with those three guards it's, I mean, it's beautiful basketball, um, but do they have the athletes to man up with someone on the defensive end? They won't be afraid to run, so I mean, you're talking about, I mean, the Big East teams know them, so that's, the, the totals are, I don't I don't mean, I'm not in-depth sort of a total better, so I wouldn't be able to tell you this, but I'm guessing that, you know, once the conferences get more on and on, it, the totals are probably pretty, pretty pounded out at that point, but once you get into the NCAA tournament, I would think that totals are good bets if you can find matchups. Um... I mean, teams like Iona, if they get there, are always an over team. <laughs> no matter who they play, because they don't stop anybody and they'll run all day. Right. Um, so you can find the small conference teams and see if they're going to be completely overmatched, but still run. Like Iona is the first one that came to my mind. Long Island back in the day, um, not so much anymore. But when they when they were 16 seed like three years in a row, that over was was just a, a lock. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking about like like a team like Stephen F. Austin would probably be an under bet. In the tournament. Now, in a conference tournament, who knows? But like a team like Stephen F. Austin, if they're like an 11 or 12 seed, they're going to slow you down. And, uh, you know, it's much harder to speed a team up than slow them down, right? So, right. teams like that, um, Vermont will slow it down. Like these, these teams that are that are solid veteran teams in the 11, 12, 13 seed range, if they're typically a slower tempo team, they're typically, you know, uh, who won't be afraid at the moment. And, yeah, Stephen F. Austin is a good example. That I was thinking of, but um. we 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 love our we 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 love our uh, we love our our underdogs. But I love I love overs. But I'll tell you what, just running on this real quick, and then we can wrap up here. I'm going to name just projected on Lenardi's uh, list right now, and I know he he he's not God, but he's pretty close on this. So I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna name some teams here, and you you just pick one who you, who who if you were if if you were Picking a team and going, ah, I like that team. They're, 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 they play well. Good, good senior laden team. Good system, in your opinion. Twelve C's right now. I've got Northern Iowa, NC State, Providence, Yale, and Liberty. Of those, which one's your favorite? Ooh, those are. I like them all. I don't like NC State at all. Um, but all the. I mean, Providence is probably has five seed talent and played the first month and a half like a, you know, like a NIT team, like not an NIT team. So. But they seem to be great. I mean, Providence would scare the hell out of me in the Big East tournament and in the NCAA tournament if they get in. Um, Liberty is a perfect example of a team to bet the under in the tournament. They are going to slow you down. And these 
I mean, they, I mean if they get a, like a five seed from the SEC or something, they're not going to know what hit them. And it happened last year. I, did, I think it was Mississippi State they knocked off. They're not going to know what hit them. Yeah, um, we had we had Liberty we had Liberty in our uh, in our pool in our Calcutta. We had them. I mean, they awesome. Yeah, it, it was good. And they got everybody back. They got every, the whole team's back. So um, I thought they they'd had they might push to be ranked this year. They lost a couple games early, but. Um, I don't really like a lot of what Liberty University stands for. I get nothing political. Yes, I love it. It makes me so happy because I because <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and there's yeah. other people that know what you're talking about. Yeah. So half the people uh, that listen to this podcast just were like, "Screw that guy!" You know what I mean? Like they were they were writing down all your picks. Like, man, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And all of a sudden, it was like, "Screw you!" I love that. That's, I'm sorry. We won't, right. we, we won't digress there. Looking at the 13 seats, you've got Vermont, North Texas, Stephen F. Austin, and New Mexico based on projections right now. Pretty much all those teams are right up your alley, but if you had to pick one, who do you think you're going with? Uh, yeah, Vermont. Just to, back to the 12s, Northern Iowa's a fantastic team. Um, I think 12 would be too low, so um, yeah. But as the 13s, um, probably Vermont. They have a... I mean, they have a a borderline NBA caliber player um, who's, I think he's a senior now. Yeah, so he's a senior. So he's been in the system for four years, and he's NBA talent. So, um, and, I mean, they're well coached. They're they're used to the tournament. It won't be too big for them. I mean, of all those, I mean, New Mexico State, too, they, they run a system where they, they run, like, they play, like, 14 guys. <laughs> they play, like, 12 guys, 10 minutes apiece, um, which is, if they get a, if they get a team that's thin, uh, like a major conference team that only plays six or seven, they could exhaust them like they did to Auburn last year and nearly beat them. So New Mexico State's good, but I, I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd pick, uh, I'd pick Vermont. Um, Anthony Lamb is is their their star, and he's he's awesome. Okay, last one. Uh, the 14 seeds. A lot of teams that I I've seen in this CTC over the years: Bowling Green, Colgate, Hofstra, and UC Irvine. Mm. Um, Colgate's terrific. Uh, their best players in Northwestern transfer was a stud. They also have a great backcourt, all seniors. Um, Bowling Green's also fantastic. Um, I hate to give you Irvine because that's like everyone's Cinderella, so it makes me sound like I'm just the guy up the street's like, oh, Irvine's good. Right. But they are really good. <laughs> um, who would, okay, so who would they have to match up against for you to be like, yeah, I'm definitely going to take that 14 over that three? Good question. So, I think the, these upset picks. I think you really need to think about the teams that can pull off the upset, and then the big team, the the big conference teams that are vulnerable. Like a a team like Florida State is probably not going to get upset. I, are they going to make the Final Four? I don't think so. But are they going to lose the first round? I doubt because they they play twelve. They play ten to twelve guys. They're all enormous, and so these teams from the small schools just can't match up against them athletically and physically. Um, but if a team like Irvine got someone like like a Seton Hall, who I love, if they got a Seton Hall or something, um, I don't think Marquette will be high enough. But if they got, if it was like a three seat Seton Hall versus fourteen Irvine, I'd be very scared because Irvine plays great defense. They'll know how to take away Powell, and the other guys on Seton Hall will have to beat them. And they're not physically overpowering, um, so. I would I would take a team like that, yeah. On um, maybe in Oregon, I'd be I'd be afraid if I was a team like that to face Irvine. And 
just like your brackets, man, a highly efficient, well-run, well-thought-out <laughs> podcast. Any <laughs> any final thoughts for our listeners out there uh, or any information that you want to provide about your CTC if anyone wants to get a hold of you, if you're, if you're comfortable doing so? If not, if you think it's big enough, I understand. Kind of putting you on the spot there, and I apologize. But just, cool. just for reference, go ahead. No, um, I mean, if they have... If you said to put the contact in the in the notes, it's fine. Um, I mean, it's bsimarelli at gmail. Um, shoot me an email. It's again, it's I only do the like I love the gambling portion of it, but a whole bunch of people play for nothing. Um, I would do it for nothing. I just sort of acquiesce to the the whims of people who wanted to bet on it, which is fine with me because I'm happy with it. Um, so I'm not really looking for much. I think it's. Like I said from the beginning, it's it's to me it's still just a family pool between my brother, my cousin, and my two friends from middle school. You know <laughs> that that have been set now have people that I've never met, people who've never met, who people who've never met them. You know, so, um, but yeah, so I mean, contact me if you're interested. I put it I put it out on uh, we had a sports blog a couple of years ago that we haven't really written for in a couple of years, but um, we put it on there. Someone found it. We got a whole bunch of people through there. It's it, all they ask is the ear brackets in on time. Yeah. <laughs> and be cool. And the cool. best is that email. Like, you do know you owe me seven brackets by 11 a.m. Like, turn it in. I know. I feel like being a dick, but I'm sitting here writing 150,000 words. You can't send me a bracket? No, that's right. right. <laughs> you can literally click into the Excel spreadsheet, yeah. and it's like two, and it moves it for you. Like, you could actually right. reverse engineer it. You're like, I think the two is going to win. You put the two, and the whole bracket's done for you. Like, exactly. It, it's so simple. Brian, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, uh, it's it's been outstanding. Stay on the line here, and I'll talk to you whenever we're, whenever I'm done wrapping up here. But to everyone again, it's uh, B. Cimarelli. Let me get. I I lost my notes. Brian, can you spell your last name? I'm sorry. Yeah, C I M O R E L L I. So it's B. Cimarelli at gmail dot org or com dot com dot com. Yep. I don't even know. B. Cimarelli at gmail dot com. Get a hold of them. Get get the CTC again. Even if you just want to be on the for free, just to see these write ups, I'm telling you guys, it is 100% worth your time. You clearly hear that this man knows what he's talking about. He knows his college basketball. His write ups are phenomenal. They will give you an edge. We talk about having an edge all the time. This man's got it. He knows his stuff. Please take the time. Reach out. Join this thing. Get a part of it. You guys who are true gamblers. Get your money in there. Get your 20 bucks in there. It's totally worth your time in preparation for March Madness. We will have Fermi on. We will have other guests back on here heading into March Madness. Also in preparation, we'll be again talking to Mr. Bush, getting him on here, getting ready for the Triple Crown, headed into May, starting with the Kentucky Derby. And as always, when you're with the Anonymous Gamblers, it's only a problem when you're losing. I'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks again to Brian, and we'll hear you hear from you guys soon. All right? Later.